against Bitcoin. It's going up forever, Lord. You're against Bitcoin. You're against freedom. Yo, what's up? We are back. We are back for another episode of Simply Bitcoin. And today is an interesting story. I did have to do some deep dive for this one. So game theory is heating up in China, guys. Uh, the first reading of Taiwan's crypto bill passes. And depending on the source, Taiwan might be on the verge of making Bitcoin legal tender January 2024. It almost seems like this is happening. Uh, it's almost like it's inevitable. And Taiwan is embracing Bitcoin, and we all know the saga between China, uh, that we know the one China policy. We've been covering this all year, and we know how many times China banned Bitcoin. They banned mining. We've seen even Taiwan themselves try to ban Bitcoin, but of course, you can't ban Bitcoin. You can only ban yourself from Bitcoin, and even this week, you know, on mainland, Hong Kong has been mulling over whether they are going to embrace an ETF as well. So it really makes you wonder. And if you go back for a couple of episodes, Nico and I went over this, of uh, the idea of maybe China is using different proxies to embrace Bitcoin after officially banning Bitcoin last you know, the last the last dip we saw, I think that was 2021. Now, it's all a blur at this point. Some days they're banning it. Some days they're embracing it. Well, it seems like China or Taiwan, forgive me, is about to make Bitcoin legal tender. And remember, one of the IRLs we did, we had a friend come on here and I'm blanking on exactly which one it was, but he said basically that what they mean when they say crypto is really Bitcoin and they do not talk about what they have under their mattress. So whenever you're hearing crypto come out from the Asian countries, from China in particular, remember that they know what we know. It is Bitcoin only. And there is Bitcoin and then there is other cryptos. Anyways, Bitcoin's global game theory chess match is playing out in real time, guys. And as a Bitcoiner, you just love to see it. The Mexican standoff is continuing to get spicier. It's continuing to heat up. And it's going to be very interesting to see which countries get left behind, which countries don't embrace hard money. And also in that same vein, which countries are fighting their citizenry. And as we always say, forcing them to have fun staying poor. Anyways, welcome to Simply Bitcoin. We are your number one source for the peaceful Bitcoin revolution. We cover breaking news, culture, and nomadic warfare. We bring on Bitcoiners from all around the world, from the biggest names to the everyday Bitcoiner. We got them all, and we will be your guide through the separation of money and state. And of course, I am not here alone, guys. I am here with Dell, the funky hodl sapien. How are you doing this morning, Dell? Good. I'm dandy. I'm chilling, relaxing, moisturized. Um, in my own sitting, lane. Sitting in a a fit forty five gallon tub of of lotion right now. It feels pretty luxurious. Absolutely love it. Okay, well, Dell, what are we gonna cover on the culture today? Um, we're gonna cover that you can't really stop the internet. You can't stop things from happening the way you want it to. I imagine most of the people that come to this channel are interested in Bitcoin surviving. I, I, that's that's my assumption. There might be some people that come pass by, like, oh, what's this all about? But I get the impression that the regulars that I see in the chat. Your Roman, your Winekiss, your Tyler Durden, what I, I'm not going to try and talk for Winekiss. He's a he's a he's a strange cat. That one. Um, these people <laughs> that I see in day in and day out, 
they, they're people that are, they, they understand Bitcoin to some degree. They like it to some degree and they're, yeah, thumbs up to that Bitcoin thing. But the idea that it could die or shut down is not something that a lot of us think about all that much. We're like, oh, it's, it, it can't happen. But like, here, here's a question for you, Opti. If, if you were given a challenge, let's say, let's say somebody comes along, Michael Saylor, whatever, anybody that you know has the money and say, I'm going to give you a million dollar bounty to shut down Bitcoin. Could you do that? You think you could? Not for a million. There's literally a half a trillion dollar bounty on Bitcoin. You got to you got to uh, you got to put those numbers up. Well, like, do you think you could do it at all? Me personally? No. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so the the idea that there is some individual out there or group of people that can shut it down is preposterous. But yet there's still and we're going to play this clip people out there that are honestly, they're, they're relatively smart people in many fields. And there's a lot of really smart people that don't understand Bitcoin. It's like, shut down, uh, shut down the internet. Like, I, what, what are you going to do? Go in. People, and, people are concerned about that, Dell. That is definitely on people's minds. <laughs> well, I get that. But why? Like, tell me how that happens. Like, walk me through exactly how, how it, how that would work. Like, tr please, like, if, if you can do it, if somebody can do it, I, I truly, as much as I would like to see tomorrow, would like you would like to see somebody shut down Bitcoin. So we're going to be talking about that in the culture. Like it, it, you can't do it. Like I, I, I want you to if you can. If somebody in chat can do that, by all means, go go and do it because we need to know that that that's a vulnerability. When we need to know how that could happen. And oh wow, there's a guy that's in the the simply Bitcoin chat that has the ability to go and flip a switch and shut off Bitcoin. That we should know about that. <laughs> and i mean <laughs> oh that'd be so funny someone in the chat just shuts it off uh anyway anyway side click. tangent oh, I, oh yeah I can side do tangent um i mean we even see it and and we hear this all the time i hear this all the time when i talk to uh my normie friends out there they're like uh what if you know like it in 2017 it was like what if china bans bitcoin and uh look they did it and it didn't stop Bitcoin. I am convinced that every three letter agency around the world, that nation states have also tried to attack Bitcoin and they continue to try to attack Bitcoin, but they can't stop this. They cannot stop digital money for the digital world. And even if the, even if we got like some weird by chant EMP or something that shut off all of electricity, we will never go back to a time without the internet. I am fully convinced of that. The internet it, it is something would, that that is ubiquitous with the modern world. It put a pause on things. Like if if the, yeah. people have talked about that, like, oh, well, what about? Okay, well, just imagine if if things that are escalating over in the Middle East and then the whole Russia Ukraine thing, like, imagine things really take off, and they detonate a nuke in the atmosphere over every country in the world, and all the internet goes out. What about your Bitcoin then? Like, do you even hear what you're saying? Like, imagine that scenario. And the, the, the thing that is going to be on people's minds is food, shelter, is my family safe? And then probably after the first 24 hours, where can I get, uh, I'm just going to say it, a hand job. Where, 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 <laughs> where are the sex workers? Like, where, where can I go and trade these bullets that have been stocking up for, you know, a little uh, me time with, with uh, old Destiny over there? And I do mean old because she was in the business for a hot minute and she's looking a little worn out, but she's got the experience. And that's who you're going to want to go to when times are tough. You're going to want to go to the person that knows how to get you to that happy place. So, yeah, you're going to check in on Destiny and give her some bullets for some fun times. But 
you're not going to be thinking about Bitcoin. You're not going to be thinking about, oh, like cat pictures and oh, oh the trad wives on Twitter are talking about how they're grass feeding their goats. <laughs> no, you're not going to be paying attention to any of that. You're going to be like, what do I need to survive? That's it. That is that is it. That's all you're going to be paying attention to. So this idea that, oh, well, what happens to your Bitcoin? When it, 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 it's like, come, go fuck yourself. What are you talking about? Listen to yourself. Like, is grandma alive in, in her nursing home because there's no oxygen on? Like, is it What's your first concern if, if the nukes go off and there's no internet, Opti? Is it, oh, is, is my node still on? <laughs> no, it's thinking about people in my local community and can I survive? Exactly, exactly. All right, well, this is going to be a spicy one. I can already tell this is going to be a spicy one. Let's get into the show, guys. <laughs> the Bitcoin Numbers is your Bitcoin in cold storage really secure? Is your seed phrase really secure? Stamp Seed's do-it-yourself kit has everything you need to hammer your seed words into commercial-grade titanium plates instead of just writing them on paper. Don't store your generational wealth on paper. Paper is prone to water damage, fire damage. You want to put your generational wealth on one of the strongest metals on planet Earth, titanium. Your words are actually stamped into this metal plate with this hammer and these letter stamps. And once your words are in, they aren't going anywhere. No risk of the plate breaking apart and pieces falling everywhere. Titanium stamped seeds will survive nearly triple the heat produced by a house fire. They're also crush proof, waterproof, non-corrosive, and time proof. All things that paper is not allowing you to hodl your bitcoin with peace of mind for the long haul stamp your seed on stamp seed <laughs> yeah the chat <laughs> you guys are wild love you guys all right anyways we made this easy for you scan the qr code make sure your seed phrase is backed up on something stronger than just a piece of paper in your sock drawer make sure it's backed up on titanium guys this is the way scan the qr code get yourself a stamp seed kit and uh, we have been in the talks of getting a Simply Bitcoin branded one, but maybe maybe you don't want that OPSEC unfriendly version. But anyways, scan the QR code, go check it out, get yourself one, stamp your seed in titanium. All right, guys. Anyways, we're over here on the numbers. We're at Clark Moody's dashboard. Of course, my favorite number is the block height. We are currently at 815,886. TikTok next block, honey badger don't care. Blocks keep coming in. We are what? Uh, 24,114 blocks away from the having, roughly around April 20th of 2024. So it's happening in time, guys. We know exactly what's happening with the monetary policy that is Bitcoin. You would love to see it. Bitcoin is my stable coin. Bitcoin is stability. Anyways, the current price on Bitcoin is $35,340 per Bitcoin. The Moscow time, aka how much your fiat dollar is worth, aka how much Bitcoin you can buy for a single US dollar is 2,830 sats per dollar. The percentage of total Bitcoin that will ever be issued is 93.03%. The market cap in fiat terms of Bitcoin is 690 billion dollars or 690.3 billion dollars the realized monetary inflation of bitcoin taking fiat currencies to school is 1.74 percent it's gonna get cut in half well i think it's gonna slowly is it gonna get cut in half i think it's gonna get cut in half i think i think that's what the having does to it anyways bitcoin versus gold market cap is currently at 5.27 percent we are only at 5.27 percent of the gold market cap the hard money gang we're coming for gold. 
Gold market cap is $10 trillion. Only 5% of that, guys. And, and you guys are bearish out there. Couldn't be me. Can't relate. Anyways, the total public lightning capacity is 5,305.07 BTC. The hash rate has been going absolutely parabolic. Of course, this is just a rough guesstimate of what is going on on the Bitcoin network. But something is happening and people are uploading and turning on a lot of a6. The last 90 days, we are at 420.1 exahashes. The pending fees, oh my goodness, it's spiking right now. 11.44 BTC, at least according to the mempool that Clark Moody is connected to. We've been telling you for a while. You wanted to make sure that you are consolidating your UTXOs because things are going to get crazy. This will probably cool down a little bit. I, I think I did hear that there's some like ordinal BRC20 stuff going on right now. Yeah, so, Binance is doing something with ordinal. Yeah, here. so that's probably why we're seeing this spike right now in the fee market. So once it gets a little no cooler, oops, oops, sorry. <laughs> once it gets a little cooler. <laughs> not wrong, though. Yeah, not wrong. Once, <laughs> once you get a little cooler in the fee market, I, I suggest... You guys take the opportunity, consolidate your UTXOs, make sure that you have good UTXO hygiene. Anyways, all right, guys, I'm going to connect last night's TTO that I did with CJ. I hope you guys watch that. I do have it up here for you guys to uh, show you that you need to go watch this. And I took a little piece out of there. But here we are. We got Neil Kashkar. And remember who he is. He's the crazy guy that was coming out when uh, we were going through uh, the, the, you know, the flu pandemic. And uh, he was telling us that they can print unlimited money. And they clarified that question. And we got the memes of him with crazy eyes. Like, wait, so you're telling me you can print unlimited money. And he said, yes, that's exactly what I'm telling you. Well, here he is again. And if you listen to last night's TTO, and you listen to this this morning, you really start to realize just how detached these quote-unquote elites are, how detached the Fed is from reality. You really would ask yourself, what is going on? And again, I reference the white paper constantly on here because it's literally in the first paragraph of the white paper. Satoshi was so prescient when it came to this because he saw the fundamental problem of the fiat system. It is... It's trust-based system, inherent trust that you need to just trust that these people know what they're doing. And we're seeing in real time that people still seem to trust them. And if you look at the data, there is no reason to trust them. Anyways, Neil Kashkari in this little video here goes, I'm not seeing a lot of evidence that the economy is weakening. And he discusses market expectations for an interest rate cut by the central bank next year. So let's just listen to him. And remember the idea that the only reason the system is continuing to hobble along as it is, is because people out there still believe these people in the suits that they know what is going on. Trust the experts. They know exactly what's going on. Trust the guy in the suit on the television telling you that they have the economy under control, that interest rates are under control, that the Fed knows where we're going. And if you really look at the data, uh, it may be completely different in telling you a different story. Anyways, let's listen to this, guys. You said that people want certainty and that you can't give it to them. And I understand that. But people don't just want certainty. They also want some sort of guiding philosophy. Do you think that Fed Chair Powell has outlined some sort of guiding philosophy on where the bar is to cut rates and where the bar is to raise them further? Well, I think he's he's articulated very clearly that we're committed to getting back to 2% inflation, right? There's been some chatter amongst 
economists that maybe we should raise the inflation target. I think he's done a great job saying that is not on the table. We're not going to do that. We're going to get inflation back to 2%, and we're going to let the data guide us. We've moved very aggressively. We've made a lot of progress on inflation. Uh, we're not done yet meaning inflation is not back to our target, and if we need to do more, we will. There seemed to be a feeling in markets that the bar to cut rates has been lowered over the past week or two weeks. That suddenly, not only are we reaching a pause, and have we seen a peak in, in, uh, in the Fed funds rate, but that also the Fed will cut next year, maybe surgically, Neil Dutto is talking about that, and he's coming up next. Do you want to push back against that? Do you think that, that the bar to cut is still just as high as it was? I have no idea where market participants are getting that. There's no discussion amongst me and any of my colleagues about when we're going to start preparing to cut rates. The only thing that's been talked about at all is that at some point, when inflation is well on its way back down, if we didn't back off a little bit, then real rates would be getting tighter and tighter and tighter. And that's, that's well, real, but that's math. But is there enough weakness currently in the market, in the economy, I should say, to give you that sense at this point? Look at the last GDP print. I mean, does anybody look at that and think, oh my gosh, the economy, it, we, for the last 12 months, GDP has been very strong. The labor market continues to be quite robust. Yes, the unemployment rate has ticked up to 3.9%, but we've also seen a huge surge of labor supply, which is really positive, come online. So I'm looking at this, I'm seeing consumers that are strong. My air, by the way, my airplane that I came here on was 100% full yesterday. It's gonna be 100% full today. I'm not seeing a lot of evidence that the economy is weakening. Oh man. Oh man. His Absolutely. Air, is airplanes going to be full? Absolutely incredible. Anyway, there's there's a few things that that I want to touch on and and I do have something here from yesterday's show. The first thing is guys, when you're hearing this, all I'm really hearing and and I always reference this on the show is, is the uh the Dave Chappelle when he's a politician skit. And every time I see stuff like this, this is exactly the vibe that I always get. Basically, what Neil Kashkari is saying here is like the people still trust us. The people still believe that we are doing everything in our power to control this, that we actually have control in this. And in between of all that conversation, he's like, I have no idea what's going on, but like, trust us, bro. We will figure this out. And then the next thing is. In regards to the GDP and the CPI prints, we've constantly been covering this on the show. I mean, we know that the CPI numbers are completely fibbed. It, we can only imagine what they're doing to the GDP to continue to show that, oh, the economy is very strong. I mean, they printed a shit ton of money. Of course, the economy is going to look like it's strong. You know, uh, like if, if more money is sloshing around, of course, it's going to look like it's a strong economy. Unless you realize that it's because they have expanded the money supply. So it means you get poorer. Anyways, the thing you said at the very beginning is why we always bring this back to Bitcoin. People want stability in the world. And if you are following the fiat system, then you know there is anything but stability. Yes, it does seem like $1 equals $1, but in reality, you are getting poorer. And again, I really want you guys to go watch the TTO I did last night with CJ. I will show you the screen here. He did a masterclass on the true condition of the economy at this moment. We brought all the charts. We brought all the receipts for you guys. And of course, we angled this back into, is it a good time to be buying Bitcoin? Well, yes, it is. But anyways, one of the things that CJ brought up is this graph here on shadow stats. And it is the 
or the printing of the GDP and then the shadow stats, what they think is the real GDP. And one of the things that he mentioned was if you get a GDP print uh, of negative 10% for one quarter, that is at least historically was an indication of your economy being in a depression. And this was during 2020. Again, we all know what happened in 2020. And then he said further that if you get a negative GDP print for more than 12 months, then you are officially in a depression. And this is their numbers in red here. And they're saying that, you know, we're positive 5%, which, you know, if, if you're trusting their numbers, they're showing like, oh, wow, the economy is doing good. But I don't know if you guys have been seeing on social media how much outrage there's been from literally every generation out there besides the boomers that like they're struggling to make ends meet. They can barely buy groceries. They're, they're barely be able to pay rent. People are working multiple jobs to just survive in the economy. So on, you know, a, a personal level, and it is a bit of, you know, just uh what's, what's the word I'm looking at? Um, wow, I'm blanking on my diction right now. You know, looking looking around and and making a guess on what other people are saying, it does feel like in context, people are struggling. But the numbers are showing in the real numbers, if you can have and use real numbers in this economy right now. Remember what Balaji said on Marty Bent. The numbers are all fibbed and you don't even know what's up from down. This next print after this month, it would uh, if it's still negative, it's going to officially show that we are in a depression. Anyways, do not listen to me butcher CJ. We did a whole hour and a half of this last night. So if you, in my opinion, want to hear a sober take on what is going on in the economy, what's going on in macro, what's going on in geopolitical sense, the true condition of the economy, watch this TTO I did last night with CJ. We go through the whole thing. We I, I tee it up. I even have him explain the verbiage as, as simple as possible. And he absolutely destroyed it. I got the charts for you visual learners. We go through it for an hour and a half, a dense hour and a half that, in my opinion, is showing what the true condition of the economy is. And, you know, TLDR, it's not what they're saying it is on the television. The only game going on right now is basically them gaslighting the average person out there into believing that the economy is a lot stronger than it is. As long as they're fibbing these numbers and showing you, oh, CPI is almost getting back to 2% and the people believe it, emphasis on the people believe it, that is the most important part. So do not trust the Keynesians out there. Of course, if you're a Bitcoiner, you know this. But for some reason, it always hits harder when you show these people in the suits out there and then you show them in the right light that, guys, we've been talking about this on the show for a long time. They have lost control of the fiat system. And the only thing holding it together is the trust that people still hold in them. So just remember that this can change very quickly once that trust gets dropped. But in the meantime, we're just early to the party. And, and I was even I was even kind of joking with CJ last night once we got off. I'm like, this is like the big short mo moment where they're like, I'm not wrong. I'm just early. And the guy's like, that's the same thing. You're wrong. And it's like, no, uh, we're, we're just early. We're, we, we have read the data correctly. The math is what it is. They have to continue to print money. All the numbers that they are officially rolling out are fibbed. And it just goes to show that that our economy is a phantom economy right now. And as CJ was telling us last night, 
We are no longer in a republic. We are no longer in a democracy. We are in a kleptocracy. And the game going on is how long can they steal from you and how quickly can they steal from you before the jig is up. So protect yourself, save in Bitcoin, take Bitcoin into self-custody. This is the way. And then, of course, spread that signal to your friends and family because it could get worse very, very fast. And it's kind of what we talked about in the beginning in the sense of like, what would what would be important for you in these times is community around you. Hence why we always try to wake people up so they know what's going on. Anyways, Dale, what's your thoughts on this? I think a lot of people get so hung up on the price movement of Bitcoin from this thousand to that thousand that they're 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 like you hear the this the saying missing the forest for the trees. You're so focused on this one tree that you're not zoomed out to see the whole forest and like, oh wow. There's a lot more going on here. There's birds and butterflies and there's a bear over there and then there's salmon swimming up the street. There's a lot happening in this forest, but you're over here stuck. Your face just jammed right in the crevice of this tree. It's like, whoa, look at the cracks. Look at look at the bark. It's all brown. And it may be, oh, look, it changed to a slightly different shade of brown because, oh, so things are happening it's like yeah the sun is rising and so it's getting lighter and then the sun goes down and it gets darker that's how shadows work you dingus and they're also just so focused in on this one aspect of the total forest that people aren't taking a step back and going oh oh wow there's a lot more going on here and i think that people need to do that with bitcoin they need to get the research in because they're so focused on oh well it went up 100 percent in the year to date it was at six whatever 15 500 10 months ago for a little blip there back in December whenever it was and now it's up to 34 blah blah it's like just stop just stop once you understand where people like Jeff Booth is coming from and you start to start like he talks about this lake house that he bought some years ago I think it was like four or five years ago three years ago something like that he said he paid I think it was I'm gonna maybe get these numbers a little bit wrong but it was something like one and a half million dollars for this lake house I'm not sure if it's in Canada or where where it is I think he's out at Canada so a one and a half million dollars for this lake house at that time, I think it was something like 300 Bitcoin to buy that lake house. Well, now the same lake house is something like two and a half million dollars, which is something like 50 Bitcoin or whatever, whatever it is in Bitcoin. So the price in Bitcoin has gone down. So we're seeing this happen in real time. The change of dollar and Bitcoin and the price of things. You can see the price of a, an iPhone. You can see the price of this. And people are so hung up on, is it going to go up this amount? Is it going to go up that amount? It's just, it's really simple. It's it's really simple. All that money is to, meant to do is to buy you the things that you want, to pay for rent, pay for food, pay, pay, pay for the things that you need and, and, and want in life. And one type of money is losing its value because there are people that can control the flow of that money and they, they can print and air quotes print make as much of it as they want so that, that they can get the things that they want and they're trying to do that at a rate that we don't notice they're trying to steal enough so that we're not going oh whoa this is screwing everything's over because if they were to steal at a drastically higher rate yeah they could get way more stuff way quicker but it would dump the entire economy businesses would go under and if too many businesses go under then the people that want to buy the stuff won't have businesses to buy stuff from so they, it's this balance it is a delicate balance if they're like well we we want to steal enough it's like a vampire imagine a vampire comes up to you and goes look this is my my source of food it's two people on an island vampire and you 
Well, if the vampire just goes on a, a feast and just drinks all of your blood in one crazy night of ecstasy, whoa, yeah, he got so full off on blood. Well, then now he's dead. It, there's nothing else to, to drink. No more blood. It's, that's it. So the vampire has to suck slowly. He's got to drain a little bit and has to, you're, you're, you keep on getting weaker and weaker. And you know the problem, this vampire. And you're like, oh, just vote the vampire off the island. Really? That, that's not going to work. Like you and the vampire are the ones voting. Like you're not going to vote the vampire off the island. He's staying there. The vampire is staying there with you and he's going to keep on draining the blood for as long as he can. And sometimes he's going to, eh, it's going to get a little bit more and you're going to feel a little bit weaker. And then other times like, oh, okay, I drew a little bit too much blood. And that, that's all that it's happening here on a, on a, on a year long scale. But yet people are back to my forest for the trees thing. So focused in on, oh, look, I feel a little sting on my neck. It's like, yeah, because there's a fucking vampire draining the blood from you. You just take a step back and take a look around. Oh, wow. I'm on an island. Yeah. Maybe get off the island. Make friends with Wilson and then try and build a raft to do something. Yeah, I, I really like to think of, remember, we brought on the show multiple times, uh, Jay Powell explaining why 2% inflation, and he couldn't answer that question. And he just basically said, oh, this is just agreed upon inflation rate that, you know, that everyone wants to get to. What he basically was saying is 2% inflation year by year is the the minimal amount of theft they can get away with without people noticing this is how you have to frame this. 2% inflation every year, which is the status quo, is the most, well, the little, the littlest they can get away with stealing from you without people freaking out and people even noticing. So you got to remember, inflation is theft. They couldn't, they couldn't get away with all this stuff if it wasn't for inflation in the first place. Anyways, shouts out to Bitcoin Mag, Bitcoin 2024. We are taking over Nashville, Tennessee. Scan the QR code, get yourself a ticket. And this is going to be July 25th to 27th, 2024. We're telling you this today because this is the lowest the prices will be. And we want to see you in Nashville. And you can use the promo code simply to get yourself a discount. I think it's 10 or 18%. I forget what it is, but it's the cheapest you will get. Get it today. Use the simply promo code and you will get a discount. We want to see you guys in Nashville. It's going to be a great time. Anyways, let's get into today's news because this is very interesting going on. The Daily News. I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Foundation Devices. It's self-custody done right. They built a premium grade hardware wallet called Passport right here in the US. It's fully open source and verifiable. It's the most intuitive Bitcoin wallet designed with a UX reminiscent of a simple feature phone. So you will know how to navigate it and use it the moment you pick it up. Get your Bitcoin off exchanges and into your into your own hands in just a few minutes. Experience the peace of mind that comes with taking ownership of your own keys. After a massive sellout during Bitcoin Miami 2023, the passport is back in stock at foundationdevices.com. Bitcoin only, open source verifiable, completely air gap security model, gorgeous design craft, premium grade materials. If you're thinking about getting your Bitcoin off exchanges, this is the one for you. Check out the passport link in the show notes below to learn more. All right, guys, of course, get yourself a passport. We love them. Scan the QR code. These things are awesome. They look like Nokia phones, some optic friendly hardware wallets. Make sure you are backing up and securing your Bitcoin correctly. All right, guys. So 
this news story uh, came across our our news desk last week, and it was pretty difficult to get an official like uh, article in English on this. I, I came across a lot of stuff in Chinese, but of course I'm a dumb American school student, public school student. So I can't read Chinese. So you could say that this might be some rumor mill stuff. You can, you can say that maybe, you know, we're, we're clickbaiting you, but it is looking like Taiwan is going to become the next country to embrace Bitcoin as legal tender. So the story first broke on the block and the headline here is Taiwan officially proposes crypto bill with first reading passed at parliament. And remember the meme here. Anytime you hear crypto coming out of China, what they really mean, of course, there are some shit corners out there. We, we, we can't uh, deny that. But usually when they use crypto, what they really mean is, of course, Bitcoin. And they're using shit coins as the only use case that it, that shit coins actually have, which is confusing the legislators and the dinosaurs out there because they don't understand what's going on. And then they got to regulate all the other shit coins. And by the time they get to Bitcoin, Bitcoin is already out of the gate and winning. So this dropped October 27th, 2023. And I'm just going to read the highlights here and, and I'm going to show you that this like you can find this story on a bunch of different news sources, but nothing official yet coming across Reuters or like Bloomberg, which, you know, for, for better or worse, is still like the official breaking of news. So quick take special crypto law, if passed and enacted, would require all crypto platforms operating in Taiwan to apply for a permit, which is very, very interesting. This law does have very stringent guidelines on People, even like peer-to-peer -peer payments, uh, of course, institutions, exchanges, businesses. So they are definitely angling this towards uh, a very like KYC-heavy type of legislation. Um, I, I think they even want to get licenses for like individuals to transact in Bitcoin, which is absolutely insane. Anyways, there's no specific time limit for the second reading as of yet. We did hear that it's kind of going to happen in November. And again, depending on your source, uh, you they may have already announced officially that they this is going to happen. So uh, here we go. Let's go into a little bit. A proposal to regulate crypto assets passed the first reading at legislative Yuan Taiwan Parliament. According to official records, look, I can even show you the official record. Maybe you know, someone out there can read Chinese. I, I can't. Uh, so I don't I don't know what's going on. You can translate it here, but it just gives you a PDF. You can see here virtual asset management bill. Consider the bill. You download the PDF. It's going to be in Chinese. So anyways, I got some other some other sources here. This one's BNN.network. This was a week ago. But this one is very interesting. And of course, you know my views on coin market cap. I, I say it all the time. I usually feel pretty dirty when I go on coin market cap, but I'm not looking at the shitcoin prices here. So we have this guest post here by Coins Telegram uh, English, and it goes, Taiwan's historic decision, Bitcoin set to become official currency. So let's go in on this. And uh, I think it's very interesting. And if this happens, I think the game theory is going to absolutely go nuclear. And of course, let's not forget, there is a one China policy out there. I know Taiwan uh, is officially kind of trying to distance themselves from uh, the Chinese government and of Beijing and Hong Kong is also saying that they are embracing Bitcoin ETF. So you're seeing that the game theory is playing out over there in China. And we know that China is trying to angle themselves as the hub for crypto. So we're seeing that in Asia, whether it's Singapore, whether it's China, 
or I think even Korea was saying it as well. Everyone is understanding that the field is wide open in regards to becoming a quote unquote crypto hub. So let's get into this this article here or guest post here it goes in a groundbreaking development. Taiwan is poised to embrace Bitcoin as an official currency, becoming the world's second nation following in the footsteps of El Salvador. Technically, we do have car uh, Central African Republic, but they kind of went full ship coin and, and they I think they even pulled back their official Bitcoin uh, legal tender laws. So that one was a nothing burger. Anyways, this historic verdict emerged from the legislative yuan, Taiwan's unicameral legislature, after a fiercely contested debate culminated in a closed vote on October 30th, 2023. At the heart of this transformative shift, is the Digital Currency Legisla Legalization and Regulation Act. This pivotal le legislation seeks to establish a robust legal framework governing the use, exchange, taxation, and oversight of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrency within Taiwan's border. Importantly, it formally designates Bitcoin as a foreign currency for international trade and exchange purposes. Under the provisions of this bill, Bitcoin assumes the status of a legally recognized medium of exchange for both public and private transactions within Taiwan. It also garners recognition as a store of value and a unit of account. However, it should be noted that the bill places stringent requirements on all individuals and enterprises dealing with Bitcoin. They must duly register with the Financial Supervisory Commission, the FSC, the principal financial regulatory authority in Taiwan, and adhere to anti-money laundering and counter-terrorism financing protocols. We hear this happen all the time. We even hear this kind of posturing in the U.S. as well. Notably, the FSC is endowed with the authority to issue licenses for cryptocurrencies, exchange, custodial services, mining operations, and related businesses. Furthermore, it holds the responsibility of crafting the standards and guidelines to ensure the security, transparency, and consumer protection of Taiwan's burgeoning cryptocurrency industry. The bill's inception can be attributed to the coalition of lawmakers from diverse political affiliations, spearheaded by Chen Chi Chung, a member of the ruling Democratic Progressive Party, forgive me, and the son of former President Chen Shui-bian, forgive me, ex they expressed the motivation behind the legislation, stating that it seeks to align Taiwan with the global trajectory of digitalization and innovation while bolstering the nation's economic prowess and competitiveness. And is this this one? No. Okay, so this is where it kind of gets interesting. Remember the posturing that we have seen and we covered on the show from China, from the officials. They're basically saying like, oh, yeah, we don't like Bitcoin. Of course, we ban Bitcoin. Uh, we ban Bitcoin mining. And then we've seen that officials have been going to crypto conferences and behind, uh, not publicly behind the scenes saying like, yeah, uh, of course, we're embracing Bitcoin. We see where the world is heading. So Bitcoin is not merely a technological breakthrough, but a social economic revolution by comfort. Conferring legal status, tender status upon Bitcoin, we unlock new prospects for our citizens, businesses, and our nation. This action also signals Taiwan's leadership in digital transformation and its unwavering commitment to freedom and democracy, asserted Chen Chi Chung during a post-bill passage press conference. The response to this momentous decision has been mixed, with both proponents and detractors making their voices heard. Advocates commanded as a visionary step that will position Taiwan at the forefront of the cryptocurrency industry, attracting increased foreign investment 
investment in talent, as we've seen in El Salvador. In contrast, critics view it as a risky and imprudent move that could expose Taiwan to financial instability, cyber threats, fraud, and money laundering. In addition to these concerns, the bill has encountered staunch opposition from China, which claims Taiwan as its territory has been exerting military and diplomatic pressure on the island. China banned all forms of cryptocurrency trading and mining in 2017 and has repeatedly cautioned Taiwan against actions that challenge its sovereignty or undermine the one China policy. China's foreign minister spokesperson Zhao Lijian has decried Taiwan's decision to embrace Bitcoin as a legal tender, labeling it a provocative and illegal act. That poses a grave threat to cross-strait relations and regional peace and stability. Zhao Lijian Lijian forgive me, has also urged the international community to reject and sanction what he views as Taiwan's separatist actions. Nevertheless, Taiwan's president, Tsai Ing-wen, has staunchly defended the legislation as a sovereign and democratic choice of the Taiwanese people, pledging that Taiwan will not yield to China's threats or interference. She also expressed confidence that Taiwan is well prepared to navigate any challenges or risks that may arise from adopting Bitcoin as an official currency. Taiwan is a society that values freedom and innovation. We embrace change and confront challenges without fear. We believe that Bitcoin can bring positive transformations to our economy, society, and culture. It can also fortify our bond with friends and allies worldwide who share our values and visions, remarked the Taiwanese president on national television. The bill is scheduled to come into effect January 1st, 2024, following a two-month period of public consultation and preparation. The FSC is committed to releasing comprehensive regulations and guidelines for the bill's implementation by year end. So, Super interesting. Of course, I can't fully verify this for you guys because it wasn't Chinese. I've been doing my best to make sure that, uh, you know, I, I got it from as best a source as possible. But it is seemingly happening that Taiwan is passing a quote unquote crypto bill. Of course, there is a very real concern about this, the stringent controls and all the licenses that people are going to have to jump through. But nevertheless, it's safe to say that if Taiwan does embrace Bitcoin as legal tender, as a medium of exchange, as a store of value, as a unit of exchange, then the game theory is really starting to heat up in regards to Bitcoin. Yes, El Salvador embraced Bitcoin. Yes, they made it legal tender status. But El Salvador is, is a tiny, tiny country. And they don't have the... I don't know what you'd say, maybe the reputation that a Taiwan would have. And so if rather, maybe I guess it would be when this goes into practice at the beginning of next year, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Is this going to give China an excuse to continue to uh, try to clamp down on Taiwan. Is this China using Taiwan or even Hong Kong? Because I, I do have that ETF news up here, but it seems a little unnecessary right now. Is them using uh, them as a proxy so that they can kind of, on the one hand, embrace Bitcoin, but publicly denounce Bitcoin. It just really goes to show that we're in a position of um, don't listen to what I say, but watch what I do kind of reaction right now. So this is a story that we will be watching for you guys. But it does seem officially the first reading of this bill has passed. I'm sure something else will come out in November. So it's going to be very interesting 
to see this game theory play out. And again, I know Bitcoin is a global phenomenon. And I know we try to be as, as globally minded as possible in this show in regards to Bitcoin and understanding that, hey, this is a global game of accumulation. But it just goes to show that whatever is going on in America, whatever the SEC is doing, whatever Gary Gensler is doing and them dragging feet on why they haven't embraced Bitcoin. Well, now that game theory is heating up because Bitcoin will be adopted by necessity. And yeah, maybe El Salvador embracing Bitcoin is kind of one of those little nothing burgers. It is is kind of one of those like little gnats. And you're like, yeah, whatever you, you have. You have no economic concern. But if China by proxy, Taiwan is embracing Bitcoin, then this is it's going to heat up, guys. And we know we know the the FUD coming out of China. We know they banned Bitcoin constantly. They probably banned it like 47 million times at this point. It just goes to show the game theory of Bitcoin is happening in real time. And you cannot isolate you from the consequences of your economic allies, economic enemies embracing Bitcoin. So we're right again. As a Bitcoiner, we've been saying this for a long time. This is a global game of adoption. And you can't ban Bitcoin. You can only ban yourself from Bitcoin. So if you fight Bitcoin, you're only hurting yourself. You're only hurting your citizens. Yeah, look, at, this is exactly XX. Maybe Taiwan will want all trade settlement with US and BTC. Now, that would be huge. They did say for trade. We don't know where this is going. Yes, of course, we are speculating a little bit here. But it just goes to show that people are waking up to what El Salvador has done. People are waking up to the game that is Bitcoin. Bitcoin is maturing in real time, and this train is unstoppable. TikTok next block, Honey Badger don't care. Anyways, Dale, what's your thoughts on this? I think this just goes back to what I was saying earlier about people getting lost in the price of this and that. People are looking at this country, that country. But I've heard multiple people describe investing, getting into Bitcoin, paying attention to Bitcoin, kind of like where we're at right now with Bitcoin, kind of like getting into paying attention, investing in the Internet as a whole back. I I don't know exactly where we are if we were to try and light, lay those timelines over each other. So before we got to the Internet, where it was an interconnected network of computers that could all talk to each other and we could communicate and share cat pictures and talk about Bitcoin on a, on a podcast here. Um we had giant blocks that were the size of university dorm, like just huge machines that did very little. And then as time went on, the machines got smaller and then they started getting connected. And then we linked them up over long distances. And then now the whole world is connected. You could never at any point invest in the Internet itself. You can invest in different companies, IBM, this, Amazon, et cetera, that are components of the internet, cloud this and server stack that, blah, 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 company that offering some service, Netflix. But you couldn't invest in the system itself. There that, that, that wasn't a thing that you could do. But you can with Bitcoin, which is one of the many wild, wacky things about it. You can get a piece of that. And people are, we're, we're definitely very early. We're not so early as like giant block computers, but we're probably around the point where things are just starting to connect. It's, it's, we're definitely still in the dial up phase of, and maybe you go to your friend's house to talk about it and get on AOL to chat to say, Oh, look, I can talk to this guy. He's over in France. Oh, isn't that so well, it's crazy, but you don't have a computer yourself. You know, somebody, and you've heard of people 
maybe one or two kids in your in your class at school have computers and people go to their house to look oh look he pulled up a picture of a cat and it's like switching back and forth oh that's so crazy and there's a there's not even video maybe there's some music and you go to this one website and all it is is a looping song we're kind of at that point right now it's really rudimentary it's really wacky we've got all these hardware wallets or signing devices whatever you want to call them i prefer signing device and it's it's still clunky it's not real smooth grandma isn't getting on an ipad and just flipping through and oh look here's my grandson and grandchild it's not we're, we're definitely not at that point and because you can invest in the underlying structure of this thing the people that get caught up in like oh i missed the boat are the same kind of people that would maybe be thinking that investing in the internet say you could right now would be a bad idea well that's if you could invest in the underlying structure of the internet itself would still be a really good idea right now because there's so much more to come down the pipeline. Yeah, we've got Netflix. Yeah, we've got this. We've got YouTube. But who knows what the future holds? The internet is a form of communication in transferring information between each other. And we don't really know what the upper limit of that is. All we know is right now we can do a lot of really cool things, but we don't know what transmitting information in ever higher degrees of fidelity and more data across vast distances. I don't know what the upper limit of that is. We can look back in time and see where it started and how far we've come from 10, 15, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. And that's been a massive leaps in what we can do. I mean, I'm older than the internet. I imagine a lot of people in chat are older than the internet. You remember a time where there wasn't the internet and where we're at now. And those times, the, like the difference in, in then and now is astronomical and you can do this and the same thing's going to be true of bitcoin even when all of the countries get on a bitcoin standard or or many of them many more than are now let's say a majority of them just like the majority of the world is on the internet yes there are certain countries that are sanctioned off and they're siloed and certain, certain countries don't have much of the internet at all north korea but most of the developed world is on relatively the same internet generally we can all go to netflix or some variation of netflix we can all go to youtube generally more billions of people can go to the internet than not and yes it's, i understand it's different that these governments control i get all that but we have access to this internet thing most of the world when we didn't years ago and it's still changing it's still maturing it's still becoming into whatever that is and will continue to even when i'm long dead it will still be changing and still becoming more and more of this thing and the same is true of bitcoin so if bitcoin does hit five million dollars in some let's say 36 months from now there's going to be people like oh i missed out oh i no no you didn't that'd be like looking at the internet now and going oh i missed out no no you didn't there's still much more, so much more growth. Yeah, you could get more sats per dollar currently. You can right now than maybe you can 10 years from now. But that doesn't mean that the sats per dollar that you can get 10 years from now is going to be a bad idea. It's still going to be a great idea then. It's always a, a great idea. Was it a better idea now than it will be then? Or is it a better idea now? I think so. I don't know. I'm not going to tell you what 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 is going to happen. I don't have a damn clue. But like was investing in Amazon back when was a dollar per share a great better idea then than it is now yeah yeah probably I guess so because you could sell them but and that's a bad example because investing in Amazon is it it's back to the internet it's the base layer of what this entire system is built on Amazon isn't a base layer of what a bunch of things are built on it's different ideas but securities 
have all their the flaws that they have. And if you haven't watched Sailor's 24 reasons why security is a bad idea, I suggest you do that. There's a lot of reasons that companies go belly up. And even when Netflix or this or that doesn't do all that well, the underlying structure that the entire thing is built on is still a really good idea to invest in. And that Sailor talks about that too. It's like investing on the land as opposed to the, the companies that are built on the land. But this is even more fundamental than the land because the land itself is under control or under, I guess control is a good word, of a governmental jurisdiction. So you might go, oh, it's a really good idea to invest in this plot of land in Manhattan. Yeah, but then what if the, the laws in Manhattan, the mayors and the the governors and, and, and the, the, the regulatory structure of that section of land changes to be unfavorable to what you want to do. Oh, I've got this great plot of land in downtown Manhattan. We've got half of the the island of Manhattan. Now I want to sell it. Oh, nobody wants to buy it because it's a terrible place to build a business and everybody actually wants to, I don't know, build in the middle of Wyoming and that's where all the money is. Well, what are you going to do? But if you could invest in business itself, like just business as an idea, just just generally invest in business that seems like a pretty good idea it's like investing in math oh you can invest in you you could you can benefit from all of the benefits that come from math well i don't think math is going to become more valuable really you don't what what uses math oh i don't just everything so if 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 you have some iota of hope for everything improving or doing anything than maybe investing in the base layer structure of everything might be a decent idea. I, I don't know. That's kind of where I'm at. Maybe it's a stupid idea and maybe I'll have zero value in, in a few years from now because everything goes and oh, I, I don't know, but it seems like a halfway decent idea to me at the, the current juncture. I don't know. <laughs> well, you're not alone. I mean, look, every country in the world, every superpower in the world is holding, as Sailor always says, melting ice cubes. Everyone is in the same boat. They're all using paper currency. And what we're seeing happen in real time is that there is very real cracks in the system. And whether they can or can't continue to kick the can down the road, the problem remains. It's like using a cup with a hole in it, and that is fiat currencies. And here comes Bitcoin, and it's a cup without a hole. It's able to re retain all the liquid you put in there. And whether Bitcoin goes up exponentially or not, which I do believe it will be, I, I think a lot of us are being very conservative and underestimating how big this paradigm shift actually is. It's just having a stable currency, something that can't get debased, is valuable in and of itself. Moving forward, the more people save in Bitcoin, the more it stores your value. It's a very simple proposition. And the whole world is waking up to one very simple idea. Oh, my God. Wait, the U.S. dollar is world reserve currency? Maybe I need to find an alternative to this because even they themselves are having trouble continuing to kick the can down the road. So... Uh, me and CJ were talking about this off the show. Um, you know what, what we did yesterday in the TTO was trying to explain Bitcoin just for the average person out there. So the average person can understand. And what sailor is very good at doing is explaining it, the Bitcoin problem to the, the corporate level. What Bukele has shown on the nation state level 
is that it can also work. And once we get one of these big superpowers to jump in, one of these big economic powerhouses to fully embrace Bitcoin, like I think we are underestimating how powerful and huge this movement actually is. It literally is a paradigm shift and it's it's moving from, you know, uh, from the the horse and buggy to the car, guys. You, you We cannot imagine how big this shift will be and you are on the front line. So it's what we say all the time. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Shout out the bugle. The, the last hard hitting journalist in the world. Okay, okay. Uh you, you, you can't understand how big this paradigm shift is going to be. Hence why we tell you every single day. You need to save something. You need to hold on to Bitcoin for as long as possible. You need to make it through the auto buyout zone because I think we are all fundamentally underestimating how high and how huge this actually is once everyone around the world once all the nation states once all the institutions realize that bitcoin is that pristine collateral the game is really going to go absolutely nuclear and i think you're going to be absolutely excited about what you're holding today anyways before i move on guys shouts out to the boys at kaboom racks shouts out to kaboom racks their job is to buy your ASICs. They will sell you ASICs. They will host your ASICs. They have awesome Kaboom Racks ASICs uh, firmware. If you have some at home and you want to get the most out of the ASICs that you currently have, if you have a space heater S9 in your house and you, you don't want to make it run as efficient as possible, get in touch with the Kaboom Racks guys. Reach out to my boy Alex. Absolutely a legend of a human. Great, great guy. I, I love him. He's such a good dude. And uh, he, you know, he always tells me and trolls me. He's like, you know, my job is to sell ASICs. But what I usually do is tell people not to buy ASICs. So if you are in looking for or even just excited about Bitcoin mining, go and talk to the Kaboom Racks guys. They will give you all the information you need. Hang out in the Telegram group. Scan the QR code. Go to their website. They're the goats out there. They, they will handle everything you need to know about Bitcoin mining, about buying, selling, and they will host them for you guys. All right, let's get into the culture because I know we got a good Dell rant and I think we're running a little late. The Daily Culture. Brought to you by SwanBitcoin.com. Swan is the best way to build your Bitcoin stack with automated Bitcoin savings plans and instant purchases serving clients of any size from $10 to $10 million. We love Swan because they incentivize self-custody and dollar cost averaging. What are you waiting for? Visit SwanBitcoin.com today. All right, let's get into this one. So this, I, maybe you've run into this. I'm a YouTube premium subscriber person, so I pay and I don't get ads and it's on some sort of family plan. I don't know. It's worth it to me with as much YouTube as I watch and my family watches to pay the I don't know, it's 20, 30 bucks a month, something like that. And five, six of us can all watch YouTube without ads. So that, that seems pretty worth it to me. Well, apparently YouTube has implemented a ad block blocker i guess like you you can't use ad blocks if you're trying to watch youtube videos and i did run into this when i was on a work computer where i wasn't logged in i went to watch a video on youtube and that sure enough it said ad blocker if you don't disable this ad blocker then you won't be able to watch youtube videos and from what i've heard is once you try and watch three videos with an ad blocker it just shuts down youtube access 
forever on that browser. I don't really, I, that seems pretty extreme to me. But this video that I'm going to play here is just a clip. It, it is a little bit faster. So if you're watching this after we record it live, it is, it is at 1.25 speed because I want to play a little bit more than about a minute that he's going to go on here. And then I'm going to cut to something else. But let's get into this one here. Here we go. If you watched more than three videos and you do not turn off your ad blocker, they are going to disable your ability to watch videos on YouTube. And one of the rules of um, the internet tends to be don't tell the internet what to do. They will do the exact opposite. In the early days, I would tell people I was sick and tired of them calling me for repair advice for free if they didn't have a repair. And it just never stopped. People called in all the time. And then when I created videos showing people, here's exactly how to fix all your stuff for free. Here's a thousand videos showing you exactly how to do it. Uh, so you, you know, please try and fix it yourself using all this information. Uh, don't pay me for it. People start, all these repair shops started sending me repairs and being willing pay for it. This is one of these things where for better or worse on the internet, people don't listen to you. And it takes a particular type of arrogance to order these mandates and imagine that people are actually going to listen to you when it comes to stuff like this on the internet. And it seems that people are choosing to install different ad blockers or better ad blockers or try ad blockers where they had not tried ad blockers before. According to this article, Christoph Madras of Ghostery, one of the more popular ad blockers in Chrome's extension store, says they've seen three to five times the amount of installs and uninstalls over the past month, with about 90% of the users who are uninstalling it citing the software failing on YouTube. Another ad blocker, AdGuard, said they usually see about 6,000 installations, but that shot up to 11,000 when it wasn't working. However, the paid version of the extension appears to actually be working and blocking advertisements on YouTube. And they say that their user counts increased, reaching about 60,000 on October 18th, which is a fairly high number for them in contrast to past rates. So it looks like people are not saying, okay, fine, I'll do what you're going to tell me, but they're immediately clicking off and experimenting. They're trying new things. They're trying new applications. They're trying new... So the point here is that you tell people, hey, you can't use these ad blockers and people go, okay, well, let me find one that I can use. Or as he mentions... Uh, he goes into a little bit greater detail. There are people that didn't even know that ad blockers were a thing. They had no clue. They just assumed if I go to YouTube and I click on a video and an ad plays, there we go. That's just how it is. Well, some of those people, when this message popped up, like if you're using an ad blocker, blah, 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 blah. Maybe they saw it or they heard about it. They're like, wait, I'm ad blockers. I can block ads. I had no idea that was a thing. And then they go and look into it. They find something and now they can block ads. So it seems as though this whole idea has kind of backfired on YouTube to some degree. And there are almost guaranteed going to be people and developers out there looking for workarounds, some something, some new extension, some this, some some wackadoo workaround that'll allow them, the developer and then the people that they service to get around watching ads. And the reason I'm mentioning this is because we hear about China banning Bitcoin. That's a large country that that's one and a half billion people and they tried to ban bitcoin well all they did is they banned themselves from bitcoin the hash rate moved somewhere else to a more favorable jurisdiction and bitcoin kept on going this ties into something that i said at the beginning that a lot of people don't understand bitcoin they have no idea what they're talking about apparently this video is a little bit older it's from i don't know when, when exactly but this is dave ramsey you may have seen this pop up over the uh, the week talking about Bitcoin again. I'm going to play this in 1.25 speed, and it, I don't know a whole lot about Dave Ramsey, but he seems to know some things. Like he's he's a he's a boomer. He knows some stuff. He knows some things about finance, and from certain videos I've seen, he's got some pretty decent ideas. So, like debt is not all that great. You can use debt, blah blah blah. Whatever. I'm not going to get into it because I don't know a whole lot about the guy. But my point is that he knows some things about finance. All right, let's watch this clip here where he talks about his his deep knowledge of Bitcoin. That there, and, and here's what you have. Let me tell you what Bitcoin is. It's www. It's the wild wild west. You're back to the Western banking system. 
because all of a sudden, one of these computer nerds just flips the switch, the whole freaking thing's gone. Boom, just gone. There's no value. No, yep. They just got completely ripped off and it took them down. Boom. And so the uh, like little hipster techie guys are sitting in front of the building with a sign that says, where's my money? Well, honey, you never had Oh, any. honey. It's not real money because it's not got it's not a stable currency that has any kind of a system that backs it, that has any kind of a system that protects. Well, I've made a lot of money in Bitcoin. You can make a lot of money trading dirt to somebody else trading dirt until people catch on that dirt's not a good idea to trade. You can trade gravel out of your driveway as long as you can get away with it. And so okay, so apparently this is a little <laughs> bit older, but people are saying in Twitter that he still has these same views. <clears throat> and, and he's got this kind of old-timey, I'm your pal, I'm, I'm, I'm Uncle Jim, I'm, I'm, a, I'm your buddy. It's the WWW, it's the Wild West. And you know what they say in the Wild West when you go into a saloon and there's three ducks sitting on the counter, that that's a bad Saturday. And bad Saturdays are a sign that you have got to get out of your Bitcoin because those hipster nerds, they got their fingers on the switches and they can click, clickety-clackety-boom, and there's no more Bitcoin. And it has no intrinsic value. Dave, you don't have any intrinsic value. The only reason people value you is because you're delivering something that they want. That's it. You have found an audience. You, you're not a, there, no human has intrinsic value, but he's got this old timey way of speaking. He's got this accent. I'm not putting him down for it. My point in mentioning that is that when people have a certain, I'm just your pal, I'm just your buddy, and I'm just, I'm just here to help you out. Hey, I'm a, I'm a good follower. Uh, of doing the right, I'm an American patriot, and you can trust me. Listen to this voice. A voice like this doesn't talk like this. If I, I, I don't have your best interests at heart, I'm a good, good guy, and I'm just looking out for you. And I don't want you to get screwed over. You know who else sounds like this? Snake oil salesman. That's exactly what that voice reminds me of. People that don't know what the hell they're talking about. Dave Ramsey has done some stuff. He's made well for himself. He, he probably lives in a home that he's quite comfortable. He probably drives. He probably doesn't really worry about the price of gas all that much. He pulls up to the gas station and that's ah, a little bit more than I would have liked, but whatever I've got. I'm not checking my bank account balance to make sure. Can I fill up this week? Can I not? He doesn't care. He's profiting off of whatever it is that he's selling to people, but he is so entrenched in the system like Charlie Munger, like Warren Buffett, that he isn't paying attention. I don't even know if he knows how money works. I don't even know if he knows what money is. He might. I, I truly don't know. I have no idea. I haven't watched him enough. All I know is that this take, even if it was from a, a year, two, three, four ago, is completely wrong. And if it's not wrong, I would love to be proven wrong. I would love it. I talked to Preston Pish at Pacific Bitcoin for, you know, five, 10 minutes. And I said, does this bother you? Does this, does this, does this bother you at all? And he's like, what? And I said, all the Kool-Aid drinking, all of this. Just like everybody's just like, oh, Bitcoin, 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 oh, Bitcoin, Bitcoin. Like, does anybody stop and question? And he's like, well, I think a lot of the people have stopped to question this before they got here. I'm like, okay, fair enough. But the thing that bothers me sometimes about the Bitcoin space is that I don't see a lot of people questioning it. At the time, I do see it before they get into Bitcoin, like, oh, hang on, they get put up a lot of questions. But once you're in Bitcoin, and I don't know, and the reason I mentioned this is because I don't know, I've said this time and time and time again, I don't know if Bitcoin fixes the world. I truly don't. But what I do know for a fact is that the current monetary system is utterly fucked beyond repair as far as I can say. I don't know if it's unfixable, but I'm pretty sure it's unfixable. It's completely fucked. And you and I, the normal people that have to go and put in work to get our time, 
turned into something that we can trade is so ass backwards. It is completely bojangled to the moon and back. That I'm utterly convinced of. There, I don't think there's any person on the planet that could come along and be like, actually, let me pull out these charts that I've got tucked up my ass and prove to you, I mean, don't mind the smell, I, that's where I keep them, I don't know why, that everything is actually working as intended is actually to your benefit. I don't think that person exists. I don't think those charts exist. I don't think that that, that could possibly happen. Is Bitcoin the answer to all of those things? I don't know. I truly don't know. But... It is the best thing that I am aware of. It is the only thing that I know of and is the only thing that I am confident putting my 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 money where, where my mouth is. There was somebody in chat earlier said, oh, Amazon's actually a good idea. No, it's not. No, it's not. You know why Amazon's not a good idea? Because it relies on people. It relies on somebody keeping their finger on the switches. It relies on choices. It relies on consumer confidence. It relies on a number of factors that could all go tits up at a moment's notice. Bezos could go, you know what? Actually, I'm done with this. I'm moving to Miami and I'm going to put all of my holdings into this other thing over here. And yes, there are stop gaps. There are checks and balances in place for a large corporation to fiduciary duty, blah, blah, blah. I understand that. But businesses die. That's what they do. There are very, very few businesses that have lasted for dozens or hundreds of years. There is only one business, two, I'm sorry, two, two that I know of that are more than like 150 years old. One is Nintendo. They started out as like gift cards, trading cards, like, like welcome to graduation, whatever. And they've transitioned into this massive technology company that they are now. And the other is Beretta, the, the weapons manufacturer. They started in Italy back in like 1652. So they've been around for going on 400 years now, something like that. They're an old company, but that's, that's two. That's two. Most of the companies on the S&P 500 will die after 18 years. Like they have a, a worse uh, life expectancy rate than a, a coal miner in, in 1815. Like th th they die. Businesses die. The entire S&P is propped up by like 10% of the companies, 8%. It's basically nothing. All the others are doing terrible. And that's the that that's S&P 500. This is supposed to be the best of the best. So no, Amazon is not a good idea. Anything that relies on people making choices is a really fucking bad idea. And that's why Bitcoin doesn't include all those things. It's not why. It's, it's why Bitcoin, it's why I am convinced at this point that Bitcoin is the best answer. Because it doesn't rely on people. It doesn't re rely on somebody flipping switches despite what, oh, it's just a, a couple of switches and the guy down in he's going to flip those switches in Silicon Valley and your money goes to nothing. Well, okay. Either Bitcoin's going to zero or it's going to who knows what, millions of dollars, as, as Sailor has said. And it hasn't gone to zero. It hasn't been killed. If you can kill it, if anyone can kill it, please do. No, seriously, I truly mean that to the core of my being. Truly, I would rather cut off one of my toes and watch Bitcoin die than see it die 10 years from now. I don't want to keep on throwing money at this thing, trading my time and energy for this thing if it's going to eventually die. I'd rather I'd rather know it's going to die now. So if I could trade a toe to know, or even multiple toes, actually, I don't probably need all of them. I could probably do without a few of them to know for a fact what was going to happen to Bitcoin, even if what was I lost everything. I would gladly know that. I would gladly trade my toes and the loss that can, that that incurred, not just the loss of my toes, but all of the money that I'd lost, all the time that I invested into it, all the time that I've invested learning about it. I would be happy to do that. 
because I'd rather look into something else. Okay, maybe I should get into gold. Oh, maybe I should get into dirt. Maybe I should get into gravel. Maybe that's a good idea. Maybe I should start trying to grow roses and sell roses because that's providing value to the hopeless romantics. I don't know. My point here is that if Bitcoin can be killed, show it, prove it, do it. Dave, go flip the switches. Anyone, please, please. I, I Honestly, try and kill it. China couldn't kill it. Like, what? Come on, come on. If an entire country, one of the largest, one of the most powerful controlling countries in the world couldn't kill it, then what the, you think some nerd can, I don't care. What, what switch does this nerd have? Where's the switch? Where's this magical switch that he can do this? I, Opti, get in here. I, I'm losing my mind. <laughs> well, uh, so so much to unpack there. And I, I just want to hit on a few things. Uh, obviously, Maybe we should just leave it packed. Yeah, exactly. I, I'll I'll do I'll just hit on some points that that were kind of percolating in my mind while we were doing this. First and foremost, I find it incredible that people really still don't understand the Streisand effect. I I don't know about you guys, but anytime someone tells me not to do something, I just inherently I it's like a beacon. I'm like a moth to a flame. I just like, mm-hmm. okay, you don't want me to do this. I don't even know if I want to do this, but I think I'm going to try it just because you told me not to. That's just the type of person I am. I know a lot of people are like that as well. And also, you know, the internet is always undefeated. Like the internet always wins. And if you're going to try to stop people from doing things on the internet, it's going to usually be a rude awakening. And even though we're seeing, of course, we're seeing very a lot of attempts from these dystopian, tyrannical people out there to stop people, you know, or stop information freely flowing on the internet. They're they're trying to st- stifle conversation. So we're seeing that these attempts are happening. But the internet will always find a way. And entrepreneurs will continue to find ways to rat around people stopping them from doing stuff. This is like the the theme of the internet since its inception. Okay. Next thing on to Dave Ramsey. I forget exactly what Dave Ramsey is, but I'm 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 He's betting well, not only that, I, <laughs> I'm I'm pretty it's pretty safe to say that you know he's selling his bags, you know, he's talking his bags. And of course, he probably hasn't done too much education into Bitcoin. He's probably kind of skimmed over it and thought it was a bad idea when everyone, when, you know, this clip came out, I think they said it was $400 at the time and what, we're at $35,000. So obviously there's that sunk cost fallacy where he's just sitting in there and like, nope, you're wrong. I, I think the other clip that I saw of him circling around recently was him shitting on bitcoin and basically telling millennials to buy houses <laughs> and then because he's heavily invested in real estate so he's basically trying to find a greater fool to dump his houses onto uh so you know of course this is why we don't go to the everyday fiat boomer out there and ask them about why bitcoin is the next thing on the block you know we're, we're seeing the geriatrics out there as well clamoring to try to understand what is going on in the world and someone in the chat dropped uh a a great comment and they're like i am bullish on the boomers confidence on what is going on in the world and that as as bad as it sounds like their their confident arrogance that we are just stupid lazy millennials that we don't know what is going on stupid zoomers you guys are kids you don't know what's going on in the world let the adults handle it from here that's what makes me just so bullish just understanding look 
they are going to get rug pulled so hard. And then, and then to his point that everyone in the chat's losing their mind about uh, the meme of like uh, they'll just turn a switch off and turn Bitcoin off. I, <laughs> it's it's literally like the Nintendo meme. Like, uh, did you unplug it? Did you unplug the computer again and put it back in? That'll solve the problem. Like, did you blow into the Nintendo cartridge? Like, this is the the type of computer illiteracy we are dealing with. But really, he. Go, can I go, jump go. in there for a second? Yeah. So I, I, you might not be familiar with this because you're not much of a video, of a video game player opti, but you, you still might get it. Okay. Steam is a platform. Steam is a place on your PC. It is probably the most popular place where you can go and download games. You can buy them. Many of them are free, whatever. There are thousands of games. There's there's full-on <laughs> porn games on there. There's Apex. There's Baldur's Gate. There, the variety of games on there is probably topped only by the number of different crypto offerings. Actually, there's probably more games on Steam there are different crypto offerings. But your mom doesn't fucking know the difference between this developer and the da- developer. Doesn't know that Bethesda is run by Todd Howard, who's a fucking hack and a piece of shit liar that is continually shilling his garbage bullshit games on a regular basis, bamboozling thousands of people into buying the next latest heap of trash that is Starfield or Fallout or whatever the fuck people playing the next iteration of Skyrim through the 3000 goddamn time. But then there's also a thousand other developers and publishers on there. And each of those are comprised of teams that are anywhere from a single person in the case of certain things, all the way up to hundreds or thousands of people working on a game like the next modern warfare. It is all over the place, but your mom is just like, that's the video games. Grandma doesn't know the difference between all those things. So this bucket that the boomers think that video games are is all of these things. But if you talk to somebody that actually knows games, they're going to go, oh, Baldur's Gate 3 is a thing unto itself. It is completely different from some heap of trash like, well, I don't have any trash games on on my account, but uh, I don't know, the Modern Warfare or or, or the... the I, tell what's a, some garbage game, garbage game one, two, three. I, I don't know. I don't play garbage games. So, but there are thousands of them out there. Some honk of junk. Some tra- Starfield. There we go. There's a heap of shit right there. Or No Man's Sky when it first came out. I said for a long time, I was like, this is not going to work. This is not going to fucking work. You don't give people an endless, oh, this is, it's generated on this randomly generated worlds. It's like, yeah, with nothing to fucking do. That's why they had to go back and rebuild the whole goddamn thing from basically the ground up to make it actually a game. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Anyhow. Boomers think it's all the same thing. It's all video games. It's all the same. It's all run by Gabe Newell over in, in Bellevue. No, no, it's not. It's an offering. It's a thing. It's a whole lot of things. And people are like, oh, well, you can't invest in Steam. Oh, you can't invest in this. What if you can invest in the entire thing that the thing was run on? What if you can invest in electricity itself? So this is what 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 David Ramsey doesn't understand. He thinks that that Bitcoin is like one of those games and some nerd can shut down the development of the, that game. But that isn't what Bitcoin is. Bitcoin isn't even the developer that is making multiple games or a publisher that's publishing multiple games. It's not even Steam that the games are on. That would be your Coinbase. That'd be your Binance. It'd be your, I was going to say Swan, but Swan has one thing. It's not even that. It's the electricity that all of these things are using to operate. So, like, that David Ramsey doesn't understand this is point one where you just go, oh, you're an idiot. Moving on to the next video, like you just don't know what you're talking about. It's like have, having a toddler tell you a story. Who are you going to listen to tell you a story? 
Dave Chappelle, who's one of the greatest storytellers of all time on stage, like in-person storyteller, or a toddler. And uh, Billy had three ones and a red one, and we were at the park, and he climbed up. It was so hot, but Jamie said no because we wanted the, the boots and turned around and were jumping rope and uh, tomorrow cookies. Like, the fuck did you just say? That's not a story? Get the hell out of here. Anyhow. I'm ranting. I'm raving. My wife is not happy. <laughs> yeah, I I, you, you lost me with the video game stuff, and you're really not helping uh, us separate ourselves from the nerds. I think Dave Ramsey was right. Uh, but before before I forget my point, I go into the meme review. Um, there is something there to the idea. You know, this is why we are simply Bitcoin. This is why we try to separate Bitcoin from crypto as much as possible and any chance possible. Well, if you are invested in a crypto project, like there is probably legitimately a switch that they can turn off and rug pull you. Hence why Bitcoin is different. It's a totally different beast. There is Bitcoin and then there is crypto. We like to call them shit coins. And that they are not the same. So Bitcoin is entirely different. It's head and shoulders above the rest. There is. Wait, wait, wait. What's the second best? There is no second best. There's Bitcoin and then there's everything else. Everything else is trying to be Bitcoin. So, you know, to David Ramsey's point or credit, he's kind of not wrong when he's talking about all the other crypto projects out there that are rug pulling you left and right. There's probably a switch they can turn off to your favorite crypto project out there. That is my new decentralized project. And anyways, I, I really, it really... It's never lost on me, the irony that people do not understand how the internet works. They don't understand the Streisand effects. They don't understand network effects. They don't understand how computers work. I barely understand how a computer works, but my saving grace is I put enough effort into understanding Bitcoin that I understand you can't turn Bitcoin off with a switch. But hey, you know, if you're getting your financial advice from Dave Ramsey and he's doing all this complicated stuff then you then you got to you know you got to put on your suit and tie on the television so that people can trust you anyway let's get in the meme review this is the only reason why Wynikus is here the daily meme review all right boys and girls girls and boys and everything in between Yes, <laughs> this is the meme review where you tag me on Twitter, Simply Bitcoin TV. Drop them in our Telegram group, t.me slash Simply Bitcoin TV. I look in there every morning to get you guys the memes for the show. I also check to Twitter. Tag your favorite memes. Tag your favorite memers. Tag your own memes. I don't, I don't really care. We just need memes for the show. Anyways, tweet to the bullets, memes of the artillery. You are in an information war. And as you can tell, we are still early to the party. People still don't understand why we do what we do. People are still miseducated and misinformed in regards to why they need to hold some Bitcoin moving forward. Anyways, first meme is by the Bitcoin therapist and it goes history in the making hashtag BTC. Now this one, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe, <laughs> maybe this feels like, uh, I don't know. 
I, I don't think sacrilegious is the right word, but uh, maybe this seems like a parody here, but it, it, it really does feel like there's some time as a Bitcoiner. And it goes, we're just getting started. And it's got the Bitcoin logo and it's, you know, old timey take on the founding of America. And we got Dorian Nakamoto, a.k.a. Satoshi Nakamoto. We have Naib Bukele and we have Michael Saylor. And it is them writing the new rules to the road, boys and girls. This is we're we're moving into a new place. Uh, I'm reminded of uh, Carlos, what's Carlos Matos on Big Connect? We are no longer in the world we once were. It's a new world. Uh, only you, 2017 Bitcoiners, will get that one. All right. Next one is Alan B. Watts, aka Alan B. W. T. on Twitter, and he goes, "Saving Bitcoin and everything becomes more affordable over time." And we got a person here with laser eyes. He's in his nurse bed. He just got out of a coma, and he goes, "Nurse, you've been in a coma for 21 months." And you, the Bitcoiner that woke up from a coma, goes, oh, man, how many dollars is this my bill? And the nurse goes, dollars, sir. Your bill is 2,534 sats <laughs> or 253 bits, whatever your favorite way to denominate Bitcoin. That's the future we're going for. I, I, you know, that'd be amazing. In 21 months, <laughs> your, your, your medical bill is only 2,543 sats. That'd be epic. All right. Next one by Roman Castro. Shouts out to you in the chat. And he goes, that feeling when you add to your Bitcoin stack and take it into self-custody. Hashtag orange pill. Hashtag legend. Hashtag Bitcoin only. Stacksatshow.com. I, I don't know what that website is. Not fully endorsed yet, Roman. Anyways, we got this kid here with a big old smile. And he's walking with two big bottles of wine and the wine is your bitcoins take your bitcoins into cold storage okay next one is maxi's club on twitter and it goes 573 rabbit hole and we got two wizards here not those kinds of wizards uh two two meme lord bitcoiners over here and we got a person walking away with the internet of money book this is literally me and he goes the the female bitcoiner goes will he come back and the other bitcoiner goes no he has just started studying Bitcoin. There's a long rabbit hole. You may never hit the bottom, but your life will improve as you go down it. Anyways, next meme is by not that Elon, eggplant underscore Elon. And it goes, good morning. And here's a picture from Breaking Bad. And, you know, the young kid, I don't know his name. I never watched Breaking Bad, Jesse, but I know. What is it? Jesse Pinkman. Jesse is hugging Walter. I know that much. And uh, you, the Bitcoiner, is Walter White, and Jesse's looks. He's looks like he was going through some stuff here, and he goes, "The I think friend he lost who lost his girlfriend here, like she died from an overdose or something." I think. Okay, perfect, great <laughs> reference. And it goes, <laughs> "The friend who finally researched how fiat money works, and he's crying and hugging you, and you're just, you know, making sure." He takes his Bitcoin into self-custody. Okay, next meme is by Stamps. He goes, "Which way, Western man?" And this one's pretty funny. This one's a little meta. So. I'm sure, actually, you guys probably didn't see. But anyways, on Twitter, I guess Bored Ape NFT Club or something had like a rave or like a party or something. It was like epic. There was like very cringy videos going around of people people dancing and like they're trying to do like a mosh pit or whatever. And apparently they used the wrong black lights and they use UV ray lights and they basically blinded and burnt people's skin at the party. And here, here's a tweet here and it goes, oh, no. uh, babe, 
uh, Board Ape Yacht Club goes full laser eyes and allegedly blinds Ape Fest attendees. This is the headline. And here's someone on Twitter with a dot ETH that goes, Anyone else eyes burning from last night? Woke up at 3 a.m. with extreme pain and ended up in the ER. I saw a couple oh, no. just trying to figure out if there was a common thread. So apparently they used the, long, the wrong light for the rave and they were blinding and burning people's skin. Wow. Absolutely incredible. And these just people. <laughs> All right, anyways, anyway, then on the bottom, it's the which way Western man. We got the meme factory here and the Bitcoin supply and inflation over time. And I'm thinking this is in a, you know, just a, a sly nod to the having party in El Salvador in March. And on that note, shout out the having party MF on Twitter. And it goes, Bitcoin doesn't care, nor do we. And here's a quote. And it goes, uh, you know, them. Isn't Bitcoin down 50% from its all-time high? And me. Yeah, why? And it's just like a little ducky on a swing with a smile. That duck is adorable. It's just like me. I don't care. You know, I just, I don't care. This is a game of accumulation. I'm playing Hungry Hippo. I want as many sets as humanly possible. This is the way. Anyways, drop your meme review score in the chat. As we cover ours live, and we will cover yours live as well. I'm getting the music ready. All right. All right. Mine is. All right. You ready for this one? Mm-hmm. Mine is. I, I think they're called shoe trees for leather shoes to keep them in shape and to keep keep their form. Mm. What you guys know about that? What what you sneaker heads know about that? All right. Anyways, Dell, what's your meme review score? uh mcdonald's coffee oof wrecked mcdonald's <laughs> makes me happy i don't give a shit what people say wow Wynikus, you better troll him in the tr- in the chat because he gives me so much shit for enjoying a big mac actually a quarter pounder with the big mac and you smash it. Oh, next level next level okay all right hence Wynikus is in the chat scan the qr code guys Support us. Get yourself some Simply Bitcoin merch. We have the t-shirts. We have hoodies. I will get you guys the hats. I know you guys have been wanting the hats. We have. I literally looked at some designs this morning from one of your guys' favorite Bitcoin artists out there. We are working on something for you guys. We will get the women cuts. But guys, we appreciate all the support. For, actually, first and foremost, stack sats first. This is the most important thing to be doing. Stack sats for yourself. But if you enjoy what we're doing here and you think we're providing value to you guys, get yourself some merch. It really helps us out. It's going to help us remain as independent as possible. You know, I know you guys give a shit about the ads. I see you guys. Well, buy our merch so maybe we can not have so many ads so that we can do this every day and pay our whole team. It's much more than just Nico and Dell and Rustin and I and Wine and ever and so like we have a whole team here and we're trying to make this into something that we can survive on. So get the merch, guys. It really means a lot. Keep us as independent as possible. Okay. Anyways, let's get into the meme review scores. Okay. Okay. Let me see. I'm going up. I'm going up. Let's find the first one. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> First score. BTC is true. Score, not those UV rays. <laughs> uh, yes. 
Next one, Elaine, score. Bitcoiners use love to bring boomers into the bright orange light. Yes. Okay, next one is J-Dub the Laker, 21 mil, goes meme score. Dale doing an entire show in Dave Ramsey voice. Okay, Bitcoin Bugle. My score, my eyeball because it's not blind because I'm not a shit coiner. <laughs> yes. Okay, McLovin. Meme score, Jerome Powell will have a total mental breakdown on live television in the near future and tell everyone to buy Bitcoin. <laughs> Hammersaw, I give those memes a helmet. Yes. Okay, let's see. Do we have some... All right, we have some meme review scores over on Rumble. UTXO, I give the memes a pair of shoe tree brand last for Opti shoes. Yeah, see, we got a man of culture over here. Okay, John Pleb meme score, Dell attacks for 2d20 plus 1d4 for hair <laughs> i i i mean that's a video game i, I don't I, okay uh Wynicus score adele pointing is hair to number go up direction adele pointing is hair to number go up direction okay okay all right is there another one okay <laughs> It wasn't that we were out of scores. It was that there was no, oh, Matthew, okay, okay. Matthew J, meme score, one Bitcoin hat. Yes, we will get you the hat soon. Wynikus, you're, you're seeing it here. They want the dad hat and the snapback. They're constantly trolling me about it. Okay, all right. Anyways, thanks for filling in, Dell. Appreciate you. Um, I don't know. Tell the people. What are you working on? Uh, I'm going to make a video breaking down inflation and deflation and why number go up is bad in terms of prices and inflation. And why is my rent more expensive? And, oh, I got a raise. Isn't that a good thing? No, it's not. You only got a raise to keep up with the prices, because if you don't keep up the prices, you're going to go and find another job where you are. That's the only reason. Yeah. So, yeah. About inflation and deflation. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks for filling in. Anyways, guys, this is our show. As you can see, it's going a little longer than usual, but like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Spread all Bitcoin content. This is the way. It's really about planting the seeds into people's minds and spreading the Bitcoin signal. This is all we can really do as we continue to stack sats while people don't understand how stupidly cheap Bitcoin is. So make sure you're stacking Bitcoin, taking it into custody. This is the way. Anyways, guys, we will see you tomorrow for our normal show. Nico will be back. Until then, have a good rest of your day. Get outside, eat some good food, hang out with your loved ones. This is the way. This is how we continue to build the Bitcoin community and make sure we are soldiers ushering in the bright orange future. All right, peace out.